Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jens Heitland Show. This is a special episode where I bring the audio experience from my innovation culture coding live shows back into the Jens Heitland Show. Please enjoy the innovation culture coding audio experience. Hello, hello, Niels, how are you doing? <laughs> very, very well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jens. <laughs> great, to, great to have you. So the hundreds of thousands of people are joining us already. I know. Hello, Wembley. <laughs> exactly. So for everyone listening uh, and watching, of course, not just listening, um, welcome back to the Innovation Culture Coding, where I featured innovative coaches and consultants um, and supporting them or highlighting them in solving a specific case, case, which I hope will help a couple of people understanding what the consultants and the coaches do. Um, and of course, with the opportunity to enable people to be seen in a different way than they have been before um, and get, getting a couple of corporate people understanding that it's, it's way more interesting to work with interesting and innovative coaches and consultants than with the big ones. That's what this show is about. So that, um, does that mean that none of the innovation ones are big? No. So um, I have a limit um, on who I take on the show because I don't want to feature the big ones. Um, because Did they you have just their... do the one of the bosses of IKEA. No, no, no. This this, this is a diff, diff, different show. So this this show is gotcha. is really about the uh, consultant and coaches, which are independent or like very very small. Yeah. And that's why I come to you from this uh, <laughs> this background instead of fancy <laughs> office. Welcome that's to my office, everybody. I considered cleaning the place, but uh, I was like, no, these are Jens's viewers and they deserve the truth. Exactly. And Plus I love I'm that. a lazy fuck, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so just for everyone who is interested in seeing more about Niels, I have created a profile in, on, on the webpage. Uh, just go over to heightlandinnovation.com. And there's innovation culture coding with a specific uh, platform page where you see the people who have been before on the show, who, the people who will be future on the show. And there's a profile of Niels as well, where you will see the recording, the show notes, a couple of other things going forward. So there's a lot of stuff coming. Just another you... place on the internet that has all of my data. Exactly. <laughs> so. Nice. Niels, before we go into the case, um, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, my name <laughs> is Niels. Niels. I was born on a cold November morning of 1983. <laughs> and here, 37 years later, I am a stand-up comedian. 
um, that's the like the large, vastly majority of what I do, and I host events. Uh, and, but sometimes I get the pleasure of coaching people who want to start stand-up mm. or people who work in the corporate world who want to be funnier, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's kind of the the, ca the case we're, we're we're diving in here. Also, I have a academical background and a panache for um, design and experience design in particular. Yeah. And through that, I have developed a formula, uh, foreign languages, a formula for creative production, yeah. which I'm going to uh, show you. And tell you about during this next hour, I think, is the point of what we're yes. doing. Awesome. And we have already a couple of people dialing in and a, a common friend of us <laughs> uh, who is Shout like, to Ruth. <laughs> hi, Ruth. Uh, great to have you listening in and watching us. One of one uh, of the two people who will ever see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> expanding our echo chamber, Ruth. <laughs> And there are more people coming now, maybe maybe because of Ruth and 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 his saying hi. So let's let let's get into it. So I'm really looking forward. Mm -hmm. You're the first comedian I've ever had on any of my shows. So um, I'm really looking forward to have fun. That's the main reason we do this. And and then of course provide a little bit of value for for the people who are dialing in. But if mm -hmm. we have fun, I'm happy. <laughs> nice. I'll I'll do my very best. So we, we always start with a case. And today's case is a case where, of course, it's all about innovation. So, I mean, normally, if you if you engage with me, that's that nobody needs to say that. But for those who are first time listening or watching these videos, it's, it's about innovation. So innovation culture coding is the format where we look into how do we do things in a different way. So today's case is about a Fortune 500 company and a CEO who is kind of, of course, responsible for innovation, and it's kind of not really working. Um, the person is not relatable. People are not really engaging with the CEO and with the management team as a consequence of that. So what Niels and I looked into is, what if the CEO has uh, an opportunity to do a speech going forward, um, a way where he's doing a presentation, whatever it will be, there's an opportunity to show up and be received in a completely different way. And that this person is engaging Niels and supporting him to be more relatable, be more um, innovative in a way that people are relating more to that person. Anything to add, Niels? Um, I believe that humor and innovation and creativity, well, that in order for you to produce humor, you kind of need innovation in a way, in a sense. When you when you hear comedians speaking about writing jokes, that is making jokes up of out of nowhere, which requires a creative or innovative, if you will, process. Huh. Um, you will also find that um, how can I put this? Businesses in this case, or other social circles that have a tendency to laugh a lot together, 
will have a tendency to be more creative. Yeah. Because it all humor is one of the disciplines of creativity where corporate innovation might be another one, but they still stem from the same kind of baseline mentality, open frame of mind yeah. that you need both in order to be funny and in order to innovate. So if the, uh, the boss in this case would have this speech and where he would like to facilitate innovation throughout his business, being funny in that speech could be one of the ways he ah. could encourage. Ah. Yeah. So that's why we said, hey, let's do this in a way that we, of course, engage with the audience, but as well doing it in, in a way that people get really something out of that. Because I, I think that's that's an opportunity we have right now. Like, I have no idea about speech writing and I have no uh, idea about, like, real comedy except the normal shit I'm doing. <laughs> but I think that's it's it's an interesting way in exploring how this could help in a corporate setting, which at least, believe me, I've been in a lot of meetings where a lot of CEOs talk. It's not funny. It, there's not too much humor in it. So how do we do this in a completely different way and engage and as well inspire CEOs or other business folks or other people who, who speak to to use humor in a, in a different way. So this this guy is engaging you. How would you go about in starting to do that? Um, how that would very, very much depend on the guy. Hmm. Um, I would start by telling him that um, in order to be funny or to be perceived funny by other people, uh, you would first need to be likable. Yeah. We all know the concept of being in social situations where you will automatically laugh more at people you like jokes or attempts yeah. to be funny. Humor is also a social mechanism that tells the people you laugh at or with that you are in agreement. You are on the same wavelength. Hmm. We enjoy the same things. We it bring humor brings people closer together. So humor will automatically happen more between people who want to be brought together. As comedians, we actively think and talk about likability. Mm -hmm. How do we relate to the audience? How do we make the, the audience want to laugh at our jokes? So before we even start the whole expertise of joke crafting and set up punchline callback, all these um, tools of the trade, I would like, if he comes to me and tell, tells me, like, uh, teach me how to be funny, I'll say, okay, first I'm going to have to teach you how to be a nice guy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's um, a good start. Yeah. So, um, so so does it then mean that you need to understand who the people are in the audience for that person, where that person is speaking, how does it work? 
because they might so perceive there, him in, in a completely yeah, yeah. different way. In, mm. uh, in comedy, there are two disciplines, writing and performing. Mm-hmm. You will always, when you see comedians, you will, uh, if you think about this, you will very quickly uh, be able to place them into one more, one or the other. Some people stand very still, but have very good words. And some people jump about and um, all of that stuff. So um, the thing you're speaking about relating to the audience is in the performance okay. uh, category. But yes, relating to speaking with your audience, engaging your audience is, is, is an entire discipline in and of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that just c- the, the, the first I could go thumb rule of thumb is if you always have to be the first one to address the elephant in the room, if there is an elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, when this thing started, I was the first guy to mention the fact that my apartment is a mess. Yeah. Because until I mention that, some of your viewers are going to go, that- <laughs> Holy that- crap. Does That's he a different like background. No, it's, it's a digital <laughs> background. It's a green screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the same thing applies uh, if you're on stage. Uh, if uh, uh, Most comedians who have a distinct physical trait will mm-hmm. have their very first joke be about that. There's a Danish comedian, Heino Hansen, very famous, who's cross-eyed. Well, his first joke will be, uh, so uh, I know, uh, he'll, he'll look that way and point to the side and go, I can see you, uh, not laughing, whatever. Just yeah, something yeah. to, um, when you address the elephant in the room, you bring the relation, the conversation, the energy in the room down to a more honest level. Honesty is also very important in comedy. Every comedy sketch or theory book will tell you that comedy is a mix between truth and pain. Truth being, it's funny because it's true. Pain being, it's funny because it's not me. Hmm. So you relate some truth in a joke, sometimes a pun. Uh, This is getting very technical. Um, Could be... uh, a, 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 like a joke joke or a, a, a pun or if a man walks into a bar and hits his head, something like that, um, will we'll, uh, reveal a truth in your mind. It's just a thought experiment, but that little leap of faith, that little, ah, so that's how, oh, that word can be heard two different ways. That little <laughs> ping that is a bit of truth that your mind likes. Mm. And then there's pain, which is do I relate to this joke. Mm. Uh, so I'm a nerd comedian. I play a lot of computer games and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll do very nerdy shows and only do nerdy jokes. Uh, here's a nerdy joke I once did. I've got two spirit healers in my Dragon Age Origins party, a so-called win-win situation. So it's a pun from a computer game I once played. But if you have never played that computer game, you will not relate to the pain of the joke. Yeah which yeah. is, how can I relate to the truth being presented? That's getting very geeky, very technical. Um, so what I'd say to him, the guy, to bring it back to the case, I'd yeah. say, 
write a speech. I don't care how. I don't uh, like uh, just sit down and write the speech. Um, you uh, the people who geek out about your show, Jens, probably know the concept of the double diamond. Yes, some the, in, the innovation where you you start off at point one. You have like a timeline here. Let's see if I can make this work on camera. A timeline here. You have a timeline here, and then you have a starting point, and then you open up where you uh, just write, just put words on paper. It doesn't matter. Do you don't care if it's good or bad? And then at some point you have all the words you need, yeah. and then you double down. You make the first diamond shape, um, and then you uh, do grammar and uh, spelling errors, and and you rearrange stuff and blah 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 blah. And then you have the first diamond, and then you reach a prototype, and you test, which is you show the speech to someone, or you tell someone mm -hmm. a speech, and then they tell you something, and then you rewrite uh, on the background of that. Ernest Hemingway famously said, the first draft of anything is shit. Yeah. He also said, writing is rewriting. So, uh, I'd like to put my money where my mouth is here. If I can go to the this thing, the speech. Okay. Of course. Let me just share it. Okay. Here we are. Right. Here we are. So, uh, this is where we need the chat and you, Jens. Yes. Uh, so, we, uh, we have been talking about the guy. So we assume it's a guy. Yeah, because they're definitely not funny yeah. <laughs> in the corporate setting. <laughs> a man boss. Let's see if we can make that a little bit bigger. Okay. So we know it's a guy. We know uh, he is the boss. Of which company is he the boss? Let's hear it from the chat. If anyone so is here. Any Anyone? There are people in, in the chat. So w give us a company. company. Give us a company. Please text in the chat. At least if you're in YouTube and Facebook, it should work. Anyone up giving us a company name? If not, we need to, Three to one. decide one. All right. Jens, you decide one. Okay, I will decide one. You still have like two seconds left. For anyone willing to give us a company? We should take... A, I mean, you're Danish. We should take a Danish company. Shouldn't gotcha. we? Sure. <laughs> what do we have? Um... I mean, there's a famous Danish toy company which we could take. Lego. Yeah, as an right? example. All right, and I like I have, them. I have no relationship to them, so that that can work. <laughs> All right. So it's the oh, there, main man, oh, boss guy there, of Lego. There came another oh. one from, from, from the visitors. Yes. An, another friend, friend of us. Gotcha, Coca-Cola. Gotcha. Hey, thank you. shout out to my homies. Let's do Coca-Cola. Because... Okay. Uh, I also think Coca-Cola is a better example here because um, Lego as an organization do a lot of innovative stuff. That's true. I right? agree. So, uh, Coca-Cola. So, uh, the so CEO I can, I, of Coca-Cola. I can imagine the CEO of Coca-Cola being a little boring and him wanting to invent new things. Uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, good start. Uh, who is this man? How? Uh, let's uh, hit hit me more. How old is he? Uh, what's he like physically? Uh, what's his <laughs> ethnicity? What's uh, uh, something to... Yeah, uh, we need to create a character here. And this is, of course, pure thought experiment, nothing relating to the, the real, real Coca-Cola company. All right. Also, I would like to hear... Let's just get this uh, started. Everyone, in, I would like to hear 
something good that has happened that he needs to speak about and something bad that has happened that he needs to speak about. Um, and Let's I need see a, if anyone comes up. So yeah, yeah. What, what did you say? Good happened, bad happened? Yeah, something good happened that he needs to mention in the speech, something bad happened. Um, who is the speech? Who is the audience? Mm-hmm. Is it the is it the employees or the stockholders or his friends and family or people he meets in the street? Uh, is it uh, the ones who follow his Twitter? Is it? Uh... <laughs> Nobody's writing anything, so I will give you a couple of things. So you right. you started with was it personality? Yeah, or it's kind of who? Let's let's put stereotype. Fat male, gotcha. uh, white male. Sorry, Coca Cola. Gotcha, gotcha. It's it's definitely not the healthiest drink. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And bold, bold, bold. Yeah, he's bold as well. Perfect, perfect. Does he have a wooden leg or something like? That? Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. So uh, that's yet. the boss man. Who's he speaking to? The employees. Employees in the Good. factories. To make right. it a little harder because I think these guys can relate to their like executive management board, but yeah, I think yeah, it gets harder yeah. to yes. get related to, yeah, to yeah. the real uh, workers. Yeah. All right. Um, something. What? Uh, what's the good news he wants to tell them? Good news. Let's do something boring. Um, I mean, the stock price raised by. 12%, which is very relatable to, to the people in the factory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or cool. I'm not... That's the good news. What's the bad news? Um, they need to cut costs. So firings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. If you want to be relatable as a boss, you need to start, and this is very, very difficult for many, many bosses, Hmm. but you need to employ straight talk. If you say, if you mean we're going to need to fire some people, and you say we need to cut costs, you will Uh. make a huge gap between you and everybody listening. Unless it's the shareholders or the the, the uh, but everybody on the floor knows what cutting cost means and they hate getting bullshitted. Okay. So he has some fire. There will be firings. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. Um so we yeah. have bold male white. All right. What's the setting? Uh, are they on a yearly uh, gathering somewhere? Is he online? Is he? Uh... Shall we do Christmas speech? Is there anyone? Yeah, le- anyone in the audience? What What is the setting? <laughs> the audience. Let's, let's see. <laughs> in In the audience, in the digital audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's writing anything. Anthony, Root, what up? That's cool. What's up, guys? That's cool. All right, you hit me. You hit me. It's. Okay. What's what the do, let Let's do Christmas speech. Christmas speech. Good. Uh, so, so he's speaking in front of a lot of people gathered for like a Christmas in a factory. Yeah. All right. So 
So it's bold, male, white, fat. Good news is that the stock price is raising and bad news firings, right? Mm, good. And then the so, audience is the, the factory workers. Yeah. So the first we do is we write a speech. And now we have, it's a, it's a merger over Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Ruth. Everybody. Uh, hope, uh, uh, it's little, little small. I can't really see it. I hope the people. Uh, can can, can you can, let us know if you can read it or? I can do it's like, just my. Uh, oh yeah! Now we're this, talking. Yes. There we go. All right. So, uh, is this like after the Christmas party? So, is it before the before dinner? After dinner? These guys are always talking before the dinner. All right, cool. Before cool. the people are drunk. Uh, My experience. Uh, so you do, you, hey, everybody. I would like to welcome you to this annual Christmas party. Uh, for the, so Coca-Cola uh, Corporation, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. So, you just said everybody hates. Um, you started out by saying everybody hates hearing the CEO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, I mean, if you if you take my experience, maybe just just my my bias, if you're on a Christmas party, you want to get drunk, you want to have yeah. fun, you don't want to yes. hear the "Hey, this is the big exactly that guy talking." And if you take that and combine that with me encouraging everybody to always address the elephant in the room before awesome. you do anything else, yeah. I would start by saying that. I realize you uh, were proper, blah, 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 blah. Uh, here, the... Yeah, so you're saying I realized you would probably rather hear the what do you mean with casual coming? Uh, the capsule coming off of a bottle. Ah, oh, yes. Right. By get the way, it. I do not I do not correct spelling errors at this point. I'm terribly sorry. We'll get to that. Okay. Capsule uh, coming off a bottle right now, then hearing me blah blahing on, so I will keep, um, uh, keep, keep this as quick as I can. As I can. Okay. See, already you are being funnier and more relatable than you have ever been. Most probably. Second, <laughs> second sentence. Just because you straight talked and addressed the elephant in the room. Now, uh, when you say you're going to keep this as quick as you can, you better keep that promise. Yeah. People hear you say that. All right. So. So that's also good because it it it's like it it puts a little bit of pressure on you to to be relatable. If we go back to that case. Yeah. Cool. So, just just for for the ones who are joining us right now, looping us back. So we started with a case where a CEO is um, wanting to 
to to get more relatable and it's a christmas gathering and and he needs to do uh, a speech and he engages Niels in supporting him and we talked that you or you mentioned that you need to to explain this person that this person need to be likable first before um or at least in the mindset of being likable mm. um before starting this process and then it's we we went into in a kind of starting to define what that person is with together with the audience and now we go into writing the speech for the christmas party mm -hmm. so and so. and we 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 started with addressing the elephant in the room which makes him more relatable and a little bit more funny definitely already um when i i have never and will never promise to be able to make anybody funny yeah i will put my head on the table to saying that i can make everybody funnier mm -hmm. that's the entire point of everything we uh, that i've been going through myself in order to teach me teach myself uh, to go about and do what i do for a living but it's also that that has to be the mindset of anyone attempting to use humor as an innovation culture coding. Yeah. Um, the amount of times my my private friends have hated me during the first couple of years because I attempted to turn <laughs> everything into a joke all the goddamn fucking time. <laughs> so that's that's if if you want to be funny, then I would suggest spending five years geeking on about and uh, performing stand-up comedy or uh, sketch writing or um, improv comedy or whatever. That's how you become funny. So yeah. that's not the point of what we're talking about here. We're talking about using humor as a tool of communication yeah. in order to enable uh, relatability <coughs> and in order to help facilitate and create a space of innovation. Awesome. Right. So we addressed the elephant in the room. Let's get... We addressed the elephant in the room. All right. Next thing is uh, the stock price raised by 12%. Yes. All right. Wait. So you go with the positive part first. No. No, 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 no. What I'm doing is writing a speech without, okay. without um, worrying about whether it's good or bad. Okay. I don't care if it's good or bad. Hmm. I don't care about the um, I don't care about the order of stuff. I just want to write a speech. Yeah. So we're we're still in the first part of the double diamond. Yes, exactly. Good. And when you're in the first part of the double diamond, it is very very bad manners to say no. Okay. Good. So, I and the reason so the reason I'm doing uh, if you want to know uh, the um, the positive thing first is that it is first in my notes. Yeah. Get it. Right. So, um, say it out loud. So, the stock price. Oh, yeah. I've got good news. Yeah. And, and bad. bad news. And bad news. Right. Uh, and then you say, you start off with nicely <laughs> or not uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. 
Could you read this out loud while yes. I'm So first of all, I would like to congratulate you all on behalf of the company for a very successful year. Uh, 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 yeah, we get it. Our stock went up 12%. Uh, and I will fire people. <laughs> I cannot imagine, and I will no. So our stocks went up twelve percent. I cannot imagine this happening without. The, the oh he he's an American he he would enjoy the uh, <laughs> faithful and, and vigilant, vigilant uh, work put in by you guys something like that right yeah all right uh, uh do we elaborate on this one no we, we don't. I, I guess the, the 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 fun part for me is always if you talk to the factory co-workers, most probably they don't they don't care if the stock price is twelve percent enough. Got gotcha. you. Like, what, what does it mean for for yeah. for for me as a worker? Yeah. If you're a shareholder, that's awesome. If you get, but as a worker, I don't know. That is, of course, immensely good news for our shareholders. So it's again telling the truth, like you mentioned. <laughs> that is, of course, immensely good news for our shareholders, but I assume that you guys oops, probably don't care. I just want you to know that I do. And I do appreciate uh, you right. sharing this. You're, okay. sharing, you're sharing this, right? You're sharing this. Okay, get it. So that's also, again, putting yourself in the place of your uh, audience. When I write jokes, I just write them. And then I place a red line under what I believe to be a punchline or where I want them to laugh or where I believe that I have a good sentence structure, hmm. something valuable for the my audience, whatever. Hmm. And then I step three feet away from the computer and I look at my thing and look where are there far between the red lines. And that is where I know I'm blabbering on too much. And so I have to yeah. write red lines in, in between that or delete some sentences. Yeah. But this is, of course, like straight to the bone, right? Yeah. 
All right, next thing. I will fire people. Uh, so why do they need to fire people, Jens? We said cost-cutting as the first thing, and then you said cost-cutting right. doesn't work because right, we right, need to right, be fair, truth. To fair enough, fair enough. Why? What costs? Let's ask the audience. So, guys, everyone on the live stream, let us know. Why Why do does Coca-Cola or our CEO need to fire people? We have... Because here's the point. If you, I will fire people. It's, it's, <laughs> me two times after all. Okay, Karina. All right. So we got some firings uh, of uh, after Me Too crisis. Well, that puts a spin on things. I like it. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. We got as well something a little bit unrelated from Root again. Um, is making fun of us, which is good. Love it always. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're an international bunch already. Thanks, Ruth, for your comments. Sorry, I'll be right back. I gotta open a, something a window. I'm dying. Yeah, we 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 got more from Ruth. Um, so cost of right. sugar has gone up dramatically. Cost of sugar. Hey, there we go. The costs are like, increasing. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. So you have just told them. I like that one, dude. Cost of sugar is gonna. We put that in the. Uh, right. So, um, you've just gave them the good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, keep that in mind and say the thing, right? Which is why I'm also very sad to be the bringer of some bad news. Since the price of the sugar has gone up. Due to the impending zombie apocalypse. <laughs> oh, Karina is helping us. Our numbers has to go down. Yep, gotcha. Thanks, Karina. Thank you. That's how it should work in the live stream. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, how are they firing? Are they firing randomly? Are they firing uh, after who has uh, spent the most time with the company? Are they? Um... I mean, they're in, it, they're based in the U.S., right? So uh, it's it's not the Danish and German thing where they need to have a list. Well, they I, I'm sure they have factories all over the world. Yeah, true. So, anyone from the audience, help help us. Karina, Ruth, Anthony, at least the ones who have already sent something in. 
All right, you or you just hit me with something. It doesn't matter. It isn't that extremely important. How are they laying off people? Ian? So they're they're. Um, <laughs> let's do something interesting. So they need to fire the most expensive factory workers. All right. Cool. So they they will they will not take the the ones who are like the cheapest from a company perspective. They will change. They will kick out the ones who are expensive. All right. Is it is that his decision or the board? That's the board. It's a, it's always a board. It's decision. always the board. And we uh, got something interesting from Root as well, who tries to help us. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe due to COVID, it's always a good excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Root. Uh, to some more from Karina on the mm -hmm. screen. So times taking into consideration potential risk employees are the easy choice as it is. It has potential cost will blow our budgets. I like that one. All right. Uh, let me scrap this one. The board have decided to focus the cuts on I'm not quite sure what a potential risk Employees, but we'll go with that one. <laughs> the pot potential risk employee are the expensive ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we will have a steady base to continue the growth of our company. Yeah, and Root is walking his dog and is out of reach in between so appreciate that you, that, <laughs> gotcha, that you gotcha. join us from your walk in, yeah, the, yeah. in the mountainside somewhere in the alps and karina um, is agreeing with 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 what you said cool, cool. or what you write so yeah, we have yeah. the board has decided to focus the cuts on potential risk employees so we will have a steadier base to continue the growth of our dear company something like that right uh blah 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 uh, is there anything more he needs to to say? Uh, well, I guess he could get personal here. What's his uh, like? Uh, we get some more input from <laughs> Karina. Still, still wants to 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 push on the Me Too. All right, potential cost of lost cases in court. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right. Uh... We got some more from Root as well. Uh... <laughs> all right. You want to in a thought at a time. Thank you. Yeah, we, we are distracting you while writing it. I, I just tried Use to. The, time to uh, the board has a focus. Uh, cuts 
uh, what was the word? Potentially. Potential cost of lost cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was the the, the word for the staff? The, the, uh, uh, I don't care. Potential risk employees. You mean? Um, we uh, to grow with times. Uh, 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 so for anyone who's listening to the audio version why wh it's because i'm writing sorry yeah, is there an audio version of this you know, of course it will be it's always audio on top um uh, huh? we will be hard with this one maybe but yes. So if you listen to it on audio, you should go to the video just to see <laughs> why uh, Niels right. is doing this this go. funny noises. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, Christmas in the factory. All right. So he promised to make it short. Yes. You better fucking keep it short. So you've so said what you want. You've said what you want to say. Yeah. And then go. With that being said. I hope you all have a very merry Christmas. <laughs> the bar is open. And I'm done. That's properly short. Right? So that's uh, now the worst the first... thing the worst thing you could ever do is promise to do something and then do the opposite. Yeah. Right? So if you promise to keep it short and you know they probably don't want... Uh, all right. I Sometimes I teach uh, public speaking and uh, exam. Uh, I have exam anxiety workshops where everybody can get a lot of exam anxiety. Hmm. Now, get rid of the, the thing, right? Uh, so it's usually with kids uh, who are finishing primary school and I usually do a thing with them where I make the teachers leave the room. And then I go, all right, now you guys tell me what is the world's worst teacher. And they are, oh, everybody has an idea on how to be a bad teacher. And I write all the stuff up on the board. Yeah, uh, not respecting, yeah, not paying, not like treating treating the pupils differently. That always shows up, uh, right? All of those things, right? I write all of them on stage and then I go, all right, if you guys don't like when like it when people do this, no one will like you if you do this. So if you want to be good at public spe public speaking yeah. or being good at exams or whatever, you start by not being by not doing this. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so we, this is so this we, was the first rip, right of the uh, of the double diamond thing. Now we've yeah. been up. Then. We cut down, we rewrite, we look mm -hmm. at what we've written, we take a step back and go, where can we improve this? Now, this is, of course, where we, um, uh, this is also where we check for typos. Now, this is, of course, in my second language, but I'll, like, realize that you would probably uh, rather here 
the capsule coming off of a bottle right now. This is a very Danish, right? I'm not sure that the... the... <laughs> well, Let's... he's the boss of Coca-Cola. No one says the bottle needs to involve alcohol. I think we can... All right. Then hear me blabbing on, so I'll keep this as quick as I can. First of all, I'd like to... Uh, a very successful year, and I cannot... This is, of course... Uh, there's something we could change this sentence. Isn't that a little bit clumsy? Yeah, that's more. So, so it's like that is, of course, immensely good news for our shareholder. But I assume that you guys probably don't care. So you. Uh, all right. Uh, like this. All right. So changing it to that is, of course, immensely good news for our shareholders. While you guys probably don't care. Yeah. I just want you to know that I do, and I do appreciate your sharing this. Yeah. Right? I like that one. How do we? How do you spell appreciate? Appreciate. There we go. Uh, which is why I'm also very sad to be the bringer of some bad news. Since the price of sugar has gone up due to the impending sake apocalypse, someone said uh, due to the uh, added costs of shipping... During the COVID pandemic, all right, yeah. our numbers will have to go down. Due to times being as they are, the board has decided to focus the cuts on what was the word for the here we go on potentially potentially potential risk employees, potential risk employees. There we go. So for people who are joining us right now, this is all made up by the people um, joined our live stream. So it's it's not a true session. It's <laughs> all made up. All right. We could, or is it we, true? You never know. You're uh, you're you're laying off people here. You could say something more. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, hoped. It will. It. I had hoped it would not come to this. Uh, where we are. Something like that. So, from just go back to the process. So, you would you would talk to the CEO, make make him understand that likability is is very important. That then. Go, going into that you're not able to make him funny but you you're able to make him funnier and then you 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 talked about the addressing the elephant early on using that as a kind of leveler um and of course keeping your promise and then literally starting the double diamond process which is starting just writing without caring about typos caring about just getting the points across and then narrowing it down that's the phase where we're right in which is like looking into the typos, looking into um, addressing the things to to make it more clear from a speech perspective. Yeah. What I'm interested in is would you it's like would you write the speech for, for the CEO or would would you help the CEO to write it him or herself? I would prefer it to be in this case his words. Hmm. 
Um, I think that's quite obvious very often when you see someone writing a speech that someone wrote for them. Uh, if you want to f appear authentic, that my best advice would be then be authentic. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, um, yeah. So I, I would, uh, I would say write a speech. I don't care. Write a, write me a bad speech. Yeah. yeah. Just write a speech. And then when you've written it, I would, uh, join the, and then I'd, I'd make, him in this case do the first diamond himself and then he mm -hmm. has a prototype and that's where I join the picture. Okay. And then I help narrowing it down, uh, bringing the everything together. I could sit by his side while he writes the first one, of course. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where I enter the, the frame. The thing that matters is it's his words. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we hammer, uh, we rewrite it. We uh, So now we've done this, right? Mm -hmm. This uh, means we're ready to prototype. We have a test. We have a prototype. We have the f the first draft, and we know from Ernest, the words of Ernest Hemingway that the first draft of anything is shit. So what we do is we test. So now we find someone to uh, read the speech or hear us perform the speech, um, mm -hmm. uh, preferably. So we can also talk about the whole, which is a. Uh, which is a subject for another hour. I think. See, we've been at it 15, 15 minutes already, right? But uh, so we could also talk about how how he stands and how he speaks and rhythm and all that all this stuff. So that's um, then the like in the beginning you talked about there are two two parts. One is the writing itself, and the other yes, part is the performing, and exactly. the performing yeah. is is the other part. So this uh, hour we've very much been uh, focusing on writing. Yeah. Right. Um, so this again is not a funny speech. If you want to make it funny, I'd need a couple of diamonds more because then I'd sit down and go with every, uh, sentence and see, can I make a joke here? Can I drag something in here? This will also be very much easier if I actually have a person to speak to, yeah, to, play yeah, with, to, to tell me, to tell me about the, uh, to tell me about, uh, the company because it's, most of the time with comedy, the more precise you can get, the funnier it is. Yeah. It is funnier so to say like I... Using stories from the company that, for example, happened like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's kind funnier of thing. to say I was walking down Bourbon Street than to say I was walking down a street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I met a guy with a dog or I met a dwarf with a chihuahua. There's, the more specific you get, which of course we can really do unless we make it up on the fly here. So yeah. what we've been doing this hour is the first diamond. Um, and if we get back to the idea of the guy, right? The boss man, the Mr. Mr. Dude, right? Uh, he's a big, fat, uh, white, bald chairman of the Coca-Cola thing. People think he's people think he's kind of uh, boring and kind of drab, and people at meetings, um, and he feels like he can't relate to people. If you reach that point, the best thing you can do is stop trying, and yeah. just get to the point, get your point across, and even have the balls to say, "I know you probably don't want to hear me speaking. I can live with that." 
That's step yeah. one, right? Yeah. Um, and like, stop taking yourself too seriously um, or too solemnly is probably the thing because you can be s- funny and serious at the yeah. same time, yeah. but you cannot be funny and solemn. Now, I have been very, very serious this past hour, um, but I have still tried to encourage funniness and playfulness. You see my name here, this thing, right? For the audio yeah. folks, like the Nielsenator. How yeah, do you pronounce I wrote, that? Uh, well, there... When I had to join the, the, the lobby thing here, I could have yeah. written Nils Forsberg, uh, show Nils at blah, 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 uh, 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 dot com and all that stuff. Or I could take myself less serious and just write a, write a dumb name it still gets the same point across. Everybody here knows who I am by now. Yeah. But it's something to, again, just not take myself too solemnly. Yeah. And in, in, in case, I'm just using that plug, in case you're interested to go to the Innovation Culture Coding platform, which is on heightlandinnovation.com, there is a section where you can find Niels and links through him as well. And we will add all the recordings, all the clips. The the speech we've wrote as well today will be there as well to download in case you're interested in that, um, if you send it to me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, sure, sure, sure. So also, we, like, I, I know this is just two words. I hope this gets the point across, though, that um, you can always be funnier and just to reiterate if you want to be funny you need to start by being nice yeah yeah and one of the ways to do that is to open up and put yourself in the place of the people you're talking to instead of having your head up your own ass and loving the sound of your own voice yeah and and just just a little plug for 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 you as well the 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 good thing with having someone like you who is doing that professionally is for a CEO. I mean, you're not thinking like that as a CEO. You're thinking like, hey, I need to fire people and I need to get that across. Hey, I'm I'm speaking at this event. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So it's more like the content to get that across. But you're kind of you're seeing it from a completely different perspective where you say, hey. If you want to be likable, you need to do things differently. You need to open up in a different way. You need to approach how you write a speech in a different way, which helps you to be relatable, which helps you to be funnier. And that gets your point across in a completely different way than you would ever have done before. Yes. And it is my humble personal opinion that the point will get across better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's that's what I just want to highlight is like having someone like you, uh, someone who does that professionally is helping a CEO in a completely different way. Then they can focus on, okay, I want to get this across. Niels, help me how we do that. And then over time working with you, they will learn this. Of course, they can do it over time alone um, and maybe just use you for the, the Christmas speeches or whatever. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just what I want to highlight because – and we talked about that when 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 we chatted the other day. It's like every 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 sports person has a coach, and they know that a, a coach helps a professional sports person to be better. 
they can run alone if it's a professional runner, but they will run better. Most probably a CEO can write all their speeches alone, but I was just listening to the audiobook from from the the former president of the United States, um, Barack Obama, not not the other one. Um, he 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 was writing his speeches himself, but then he he got better while using someone helping him to write the speeches. And of course, he, I mean, he has the biggest stuff in the world in helping him. But it's really having someone professional helping helping to get the points across and be relatable and and with you is completely different because you're not like a normal speech writer you no. you, you 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 bring a twist into that and I, I like that very much that's that's really the interesting point i would like every listener or everyone who is watching this as well to get across that's the opportunity as well which i want to feature on the innovation culture coding it's people doing extraordinary things in a different way than you would ever imagine. And that's maybe why you have never worked with Niels until today. But I hope you will do going forward because I, I really truly believe into this differences will make the difference in, in, in the society where we are. And as well, specifically, if we focus on business. Awesome. We're, we're, we're in an hour already. So I want to, to, to close it with a perspective of your dream clients. So if you have the possibility to describe your dream client, Niels. Uh, someone boring and rich. <laughs> so it's definitely not me. <laughs> at least at um, least not the, the rich part. <laughs> no. Uh, 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 someone who I can teach something who is willing to learn. There you go. And who has listened to this live show? Of course. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> awesome, Niels. Um, was a pleasure. I will. I will put all of that uh, videos, audio things, in, 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 into the innovation culture coding platform. So everyone who is interested in finding more about Niels, you can find it on the platform. Niels, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, you writing the speech live, which was a great experiment. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'll link it to you right away. Awesome. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's check the rest offline. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and tune in to the next Culture Coding Live session, which will be already on Thursday this week. So watch out what's coming up. Thanks, everyone, and thanks, Niels, again. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any question to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on my public WhatsApp at plus four nine one five one seven zero three three one one seven six. I will repeat plus four nine one five one seven zero three three one one seven six. It's all WhatsApp texting only. 
or follow me on social media and contact me there. And finally, if you look for someone educating you or your team on innovation culture coaching, have a look at heitlandinnovation.com. Thanks and see you in the next episode.